Uh, good afternoon, everybody. Uh, this is Made in EDH, and I am Chris. I'm Kayla. And today is episode nine, part one, because we are doing two parts for this one, because Ebony better than Ivory. And I think... In both of our opinions, I think we both like this color very much, and I don't think I've met somebody who doesn't like this color, which <laughs> is the black legendaries that we're going to go over today. They have five today, and then five another day. We are each going to do five, and then we're going to do five on another day. We really like black, and I think we're going to spend a little bit more time on it because... Unlike most of the other colors, I think black can almost do everything. Yeah. What do you think? It's very diverse. I have a lot of fun with black. It's a good time. Yeah, it's it's a great color. There's so much you can do. There's a lot of, like, power in black. Like, you'd be surprised what you can't do in black I think is more of the question yeah, but it doesn't feel true. like out of place when you do weird things in black because it feels like black's just gotten stronger mm-hmm. just <laughs> because black is the power one of the power colors so it just feels natural that it do- it should be allowed to do those kind of things and blue of course being another color like I could thematically see doing odd things outside of its color scheme because, you know, yeah. blue is the color infamous for stealing things. Black Breaking being that the game. other color, too. Yep. So, we're gonna get right into it. Kayla, do you want to start us off, or do you want me to? Um, I can start off. So... First up, I had Ashling the Extinguisher. Um, That's classic. Right? (laughs) From Eventide. That was a great set. Um, Yeah. She's two colorless and two black. She's a 4-4 elemental shaman. Whenever... Ashling deals combat damage to a player. Choose target creature that player controls. He or she sacrifices that creature. Um, so right off the bat, you have Elemental Tribal. I actually haven't looked into too much um, Black Elemental, but there's got to be plenty of Elementals you can choose from to go along with her. And then... Another great thing about her is the sacrifice clause in her ability. Um, There's just so many fun things you can do with sacrifice decks. So, she's just great. Yeah. Um, She's really good. Um, I don't think there's a ton of good black elemental tribal for her. Um, I think you're probably playing some sort of, like, aristocrat sack deck, though. Mm-hmm. Um, you probably are doing a little bit of a Voltron thing where you want to give her fear or something that makes her unblockable so she can go in and people. Yeah. 
Um, the reason I was stating it was a classic was back in the early days of Commander, I remember seeing Ash, um, Ashling the um, Extinguisher being a pretty prevalent deck early on. Mm-hmm. Like, that was one of the earlier decks that people would build that would just, it would just go to town really fast. Like, trying to keep creatures on board was actually difficult. Uh, unless you were playing, like, doubling because this was, like, this was pre-Primal uh, Vigor, you know, all the big doubling cards. Like, I think the only other one come out remotely around that time frame. No, 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 that's not true. Like, later, like, literally doubling season was the only double token thing at the time. Hmm. So, like, keeping a board set against sack decks was actually difficult. And, like, mass removal was a could deal with token decks pretty quickly. Because this was a time before even uh, Parallel Lives was printed. Because uh, Parallel Lives did not come out till the year 2011. And Command... I was playing Commander at, like, 20. So that wasn't even a thing yet. So, it was, uh... It was a different time, and I think um, as as metas have evolved, I don't think she's good. Like, you definitely have to do a lot more support with more updated cards for her deck, but I think she's a classic. I love her because she's nostalgia for me. Yeah. Um, I just think they're... There's a lot of fun things you can do with her too, like Mortician Beetle. Um, so that's a one black. It's a one one insect. Whenever a player sacrifices a creature, you may put a plus one plus one counter on Mortician Beetle. And then there's things like Grave Pact, which is an enchantment. Uh, pay one and three black. Whenever a creature you control dies, each other player sacrifices a creature. So she just has a lot of board removal options. Um, also, I think she'd go along really well with another commander that I'm actually going to talk about, but we'll get there. <laughs> yeah. I think she's really sweet. Like I said, it's nostalgia for me. I don't know how she does in the current day and age of Commander, but I know back in that days that uh, she was she was a pretty big shell when you saw her. And that's was, when the uh... early days of Commander, where Commander damage wasn't just combat damage, and Niv Misset decks were on shooting people to death with Commander damage. That was so fun. <laughs> that was uh. That was uh, people playing Enter the Internet with Niv Mizzet and going, I win, I deal 21 to everybody's face. <laughs> it's like, okay. What was your first card? Uh, my first one, uh, I started at the bottom of my list because I realized a lot of my legends were pretty new. So this is an old one. I own this card somewhere. Um. I'd noticed it's been climbing up in price recently, which I'm a little interested why. It's, it's a legit question. I want to know why this card suddenly started spiking up in price. It's from Mirage. 
it's a very high cost, and we know how we love our high costs. <laughs> oh, I think um, I know what the... you're gonna say. <laughs> uh, alright, I'll let you shoot. What am I gonna say? Uh, god. I don't know how to pronounce her name. Is it no. Shaoku? No? Nope. Okay. No, this is another one. Man, there's two from um, Mirage? Yes. This one's going to surprise you, because this one counters yours. Alright. <laughs> um, which is Spirit of Night. Okay. Six colorless. <laughs> triple black. So that's nine mana. Uh, it's a legendary creature, Demon Spirit. Uh, flying Trample... Protection from black, haste, and first strike when attacking. It's a 6-5. Um, I guess a few things that stand out for me is obviously the pro-black and the haste. No, I think yeah, it's pretty uh, solid. It's just so expensive. So expensive for a 6-5, for sure. Like, I think, like, its its keywords are, are very solid. And this is, like, one of those weird cards that's like, okay, how many black cards can you mention that have first strike? Yeah... Like, I think this is one of the few, if not only, cards with First Strike that isn't in another color, which is a very interesting thing to me. No, there's a few First Strike black creatures. Hmm. I'm just looking it up. There's about 40. Oh, wow. I didn't think First Strike was a black color thing. I thought it was more like a red and white thing. Because well, also you have that newer card, uh, Drana, Liberator of Malakir. She's got flying That's right, and First Drana. Strike. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so with this build, you're definitely like doing some black mana ramping to get it out. This is not one you'll see like in the early turns, and if you do, mm, it's not a good it's not a good day when this thing comes <laughs> no. out early. All of that commander damage. Yeah, it's pretty quick. Um, it's almost elder dragon power level with that, but like mm -hmm. at the same time, you're spending nine mana for. <laughs> the reason I put yeah. it on my list is because. It's been spiking recently, and I don't know why. I think the older cards have really just shot up in price. Um, people are starting to just collect them, I guess is the best way to put it. Put it. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I think he's. I think it's really fun to play this, though. Because like, you play Darkest Hour, turn everything in play black. Like all all creatures are black. I think is that one. 
Yeah, Darkest Hour. Um, I'll pull it up for those who don't know it. Darkest Hour. It's a one-drop black enchantment. All creatures are black. That's all it does. That's all it says. It's been printed twice. And you just run that with spirit, and then your creature has protection from all the cr other creatures in play. <laughs> um, granted, it does not have vigilance, but I mean, if you put like this into more of like a Voltron build and put some equipment in there, you could easily give it vigilance, and then you have the perfect blocker that can deal with everything. While also attacking and block. Yeah. I think it's fun because it's haste, and having a haste commander is always pretty big and important, especially in a deck that requires it to attack. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if I would even go the equipment route because it feels like that might be too much. I think maybe you go with like an exalted or boosty effect. Because there is mono black exalted cards, and that would just make this pretty powerful, I think. Mm-hmm. Just even like one or two exalted in play, um, just turns this into an eight-six with haste and flying and trample, Jeez. which is pretty huge. And the fact it also has first strike, and I mean it's you're in black, so I mean giving this thing death touch isn't hard. So, I mean, it, already having First Strike Trample is huge, because you just give this thing Death Touch, it doesn't even matter what they throw in front of it, they have to throw bulk amount of creatures, doesn't even matter what toughness the creatures are, because one point is Death Touch, which means that's more than lethal, and the more than lethal, which means the rest of it tramples over. Which, that's why I said it's like, it's not hard because black has a very it has a lot of cards that give things death. Yeah. And then just There's... putting that on this thing means that this thing's getting in for commander damage pretty much every time it goes in. It's always nasty to see first strike death touch. Yeah. And they already having first strike tramples like pretty big. So, uh, that's why I was kind of choosing Spirit of the Night, was its keywords are huge. Like, Akroma's played, and she has a lot of keywords, so having a lot of keywords means that it could see some of some sort. Yeah. So that's kind of one of the reasons I picked it, was it's a big, like, key... I don't know if we'll see another legendary creature in black that has this many keywords on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're more, like, ability-driven things. But yeah, that's what I'd do, is do some sort of crazy, like, anthem boosty deck with it, because equipments are going to be kind of too slow. By the time you equip it, it's probably going to die, so... Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, I think we should go on number two. What do you got, Kayla? Um... Let me see here. 
So I guess I'll go into the commander that I think would go really well with Ashling, and that's Turgrid, God of Fright. Um, she was one of the gods from Kaldheim, so she has that flip ability. Um, she's a three colorless, two black god, and she's four or five with menace, and Whenever an opponent sacrifices a non-token permanent or discards a permanent card, you may put that card from a graveyard onto the battlefield under your control. Um, her flip side ability is three colorless, one black. Legendary artifact. Tap. Target player loses three life unless they sacrifice a non-land permanent or discards a card. Um, and then you can pay three colorless, one black to untap Turgood's Lantern. Uh, that's, uh... I don't know if you're going to use that Lantern sign as much, but you could cast the Lantern side out of your command zone, technically. But that front side... So you're playing Sactocrats while also playing Discard effects, which are two big black effects. Yeah, there's... Plenty of discard <laughs> effects. Yeah, I think also um, from stories I've heard, that card has been seeing a ton of I think she has turned um, what was Tiny Bones. Um, I think she has turned into the new commander for Tiny Bones because you just gain value off their discard. Which is stronger than what Tiny Bones' like damage ability is. Yeah. So, I think Tiny Bones with his draw power is really good, but she's almost better at the helm because you gain value from your opponents losing things. When I saw this card printed, I was like, holy crap, this thing is awesome! <laughs> she is powerful! You just do black things, and you just steal from your opponent. Uh, yeah, so when you play her, you definitely want protection, because you're gonna guarantee people are gonna get rid of it very quickly, because they don't want you stealing. So, I think she's pretty solid. You just do a bunch of disc... You do, like... You do, like, a bunch of sack effects... Um, Plague Crafter, any number of those things. Actually, Plague Crafter is probably the biggest you play in that deck because it can sacrifice a creature, Planeswalker, or uh, if they can't do any of that, they have to discard. Yeah. So you just throw him in. He's the instant include. Like, there's no way you don't include a Plague Crafter into this deck. And of course, since you're sacking your own things, you're probably playing some sort of reanimate effects. That way you can keep redoing it and making everybody lose things every time. There's so many discard effects, too. There's, like... I'm just looking it up now. There's over 200. So you have plenty of options. Yeah, and uh, I sacri making opponents sacrifice things in black is also huge. So, I mean, there's no, like... It's like 
when you're thinking about building this deck, you just you're just like a dragon walk. You're like a you're like a human knight walking to a dragon's trove, and the dragon's like, "Here, <laughs> have my treasure." And you're looking at all the treasure, and you're like, "I want it all." And then you're yeah. nitpicking off. Okay, this one's better than this one, so I'll just get rid of that. So like, you can actually fine tune it because there's so many options. Yeah, exactly. Like some deck builds really require like pretty point selections. Teg uh, Turgrid does not like she has so many ways that you can just play that deck that every build is different while also being very similar. Mm-hmm. Like you discarding your own hand isn't even that bad of a thing. So if you do like um awaken the S word, I believe it is. It's like a five mana everybody discard. Hmm. Uh, oh yeah, that one. You know another card that just has tons of value for this deck would be Liliana's Triumph. So like with that a lot of the Liliana Planeswalkers have discard effects, sacrifice effects. But Liliana's Triumph is the one colorless, one black instant. Each opponent sacrifices a creature. If you control a Liliana Planeswalker, each opponent also discards a card. Yeah. So for two mana, just double value for, for Estrid. Uh, the trick trying to get instant sorceries back from your graveyard is a little bit harder in black, but it's a good one. But then mm-hmm. again, it's an instant, so you can you can easily include a I don't know an Isochron Scepter. You know. Yeah. Which is a two-drop artifact with imprint of you exile an instant with a converted mana cost two or less from your hand onto it. And then you can pay two tap Isochron Scepter to cast a copy of the card. Mm-hmm. So that's a good that's a good card to just keep reoccurring as long as you have a black planeswalker, which I mean there's a lot of those too. Mm-hmm. Of course, uh, what you were mentioning earlier with uh, Grave Pact, that goes in here. Yep. (laughs) So, what did you have for your second one? Uh, For my second one, um, I think I'm going to go for a nostalgia bit here. I'm going to go for another classic legendary that was seen a lot in the earlier days of Commander. Or, as back then, it wasn't Commander. It was Elder Dragon Highlander. It was just EDH. We'd never called it Commander. That, was, that wasn't until they started printing the Commander decks and trying to make it Commander and not EDH. And then they just fused the two. They're like, nope, it's an official format called Commander now. So, uh, the original Elder Dragon Highlander site, I was trying to look it up recently, and I think it died. I don't think it's really around anymore. I can't find it. Hmm. 
But anyway, uh, this is an old card back in the day, um, back in the early days, right before, like, they had a really small ban list back in the day. This wasn't on there, but when it's, um, bef- I think it was slightly after the first Commander decks, this became a banned card for a little while. But it, it's not banned anymore, so don't worry about it. Uh, which is Kokosho, the Evening Star. Four colorless, black and black, legendary creature, dragon spirit, flying 5-5. Five, five. When Kokosho, the Evening Star, dies, each opponent loses 5 life, and you gain life equal to the life lost this way. That's such a cool card. Yes, and for those of you who don't know, this card used to be on the ban list. <laughs> um, it used to be banned as a commander back when they had split bans, where they banned cards from being commander, but you could have it in the deck. Um, and things that were banned from the deck couldn't... Um, couldn't be your commander either. They were just straight up banned. Um, Koshoko was banned as a commander for a while because it was seeing such play that it was everywhere. Because hmm. people would let it die, reanimate it, kill it again, reanimate it, kill it again, and just keep yeah. doing that vicious cycle. Um, where it was just like, it was so hard to deal with back in the day. Uh, give me a sec here. I'm trying to remember a card off the top of my... Uh... So, like, Black's really good at reanimating super easily. We all know that. Like, um, Phyrexian Delver is like a 5 cost that returns a creature from your graveyard to the battlefield and you lose life equal to its its uh, converted mana cost, which, I mean, you're gaining, like... If all your opponents are alive when Koshoko dies and you do the Phyrexian Delver, it's like you don't even really lose the life because yeah. you gained 15 from Koshoko dying last time. And, <laughs> I mean, all you need is, like, Sanguine Bond or any amount of those cards that say whenever you gain life, deal that damage to somebody. So, gaining 15 life means that you're dealing 15 damage to someone else or to one player. So, we're looking at 30 damage here if you have a Sanguine Bond with Koshoko. Um, I think there's another card that would go really well with that. It's Witch of the Moors. So, one of the abilities is at the beginning of your end step, if you gained life this turn, each opponent sacrifices a creature, and you return up to one target creature card from your graveyard to your hand. So, it's not going to the battlefield, but you're getting it back. Yeah, and you're not even having to pay tax. Like, mm-hmm. my goodness. Like, the ways you can abuse it nowadays is probably worse than it was, but it's not bannable because there's so much removal nowadays. 
Yeah. <laughs> and it's not saying as much play. Like, I think Koshoko decks were so big that it was everywhere and it had to get banned. <laughs> because there was very little interaction back in those days to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love this card. I think it was a really solid deck. Um, I was kind of happy that it saw a ban, because like, it was a blight earlier in those years. I get it, it's a blight because it's a, it's a black card, so it's like making everybody like decay out. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not named the Blight Dragon. I think that goes to another one. Unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> but these were all like the Japanese dragons, so they all had effects when they died. I think the black one's still the strongest out of all of them. So. You know, I don't think we've mentioned any of the other dragons till Kashoko. Yeah, I don't think we have. That's interesting. Because those mm -hmm. used to be like, those used to be pretty solid ones. Mm hmm. So, um, we're on to three now, yeah? Uh, yep. Three. Um. All right. What do you got? So, I got another flip card. <laughs> Um, I went with uh, Liliana. Oh, you mean, a, is this a modal double face yeah. thing? Yeah. So, well, it's a transform card. So I had Liliana Heretical Healer. She is a one colorless, two black, uh, two three human cleric with lifelink. Whenever another non-token creature you control dies, exile Liliana, then return her to the battlefield transformed under her owner's control. If you do, put a 2-2 black zombie creature token onto the battlefield. And then transformed, she's a planeswalker with uh, 3 loyalty. She's got a plus 2 ability. Each player discards a card. A minus X ability. Return target non-legendary creature card with converted mana cost X from your graveyard to the battlefield. And then a minus 8 ability, which is you get an emblem with whenever a creature you... Or whenever a creature dies, return it to the battlefield under your control at the beginning of the next end step. Ugh... This is the turn three Planeswalkers, what you're telling me, potentially? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and when she dies and gets transformed, she gets a blocker, essentially, because you put out that 2-2 black zombie. And it's whenever a creature you control dies, yeah? The flipper? Um, yep. But it has to be a non-token. Hey, Kayla. Mm-hmm? You like Eldraine, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> you know the you know witch's oven. Ooh, oh no. The cauldron familiar. <laughs> oh yes. 
You know it. And this isn't like, all you need is Witch's Oven and like, a creature. You don't even need Cauldron Familiar. That's just the known combo. Um, so Cauldron Familiar is a one black uh, cat that when it enters battlefield, each opponent loses one life and you gain one life. And it has an activated ability of sacrifice of food to return Cauldron Familiar from your graveyard to the battlefield. Witches Oven, one drop artifact. Uh, tap it, sacrifice a creature if it's t and create a food token. Unless its toughness was four or greater, then create two food tokens. So, just so those who don't know, you, s you throw the cat in the oven, the cat comes and eats itself, and it comes back to life. <laughs> so, potentially with Liliana, if you get this combo set up turn two, and then you play Liliana turn three, you can pretty much flip her that turn. If she doesn't get countered or spot removed. Mm -hmm. And you can even hold up the witch's oven until somebody's end step and then crack it and see if someone responds. But like, I think it's a really good thing to hold that up because then people are going to try and think about how to get rid of it really quickly. So. Yeah, there's a lot of fun combos you could do with this. Um, yeah, and then you just run a bunch of like low drops, I think, too, that help with the Witch's Oven in case you don't get Cauldron Familiar. That way you can still get Liliana flipped really early, because having that big early of a Planeswalkers can be devastating, especially with the discard effect as well. Mm-hmm. Well, so Terragrid, like you were mentioning, instantly included. Then there's things like Archfiend's Vessel, which is a one black, uh, one one human cleric. And then when it enters the battlefield, if it entered from your graveyard or you cast it from your graveyard, exile it. If you do, create a five five black demon. So what? That could be like a turn three, five five demon. And then you have things like Bloodgast, which is a two black. 2-1 Vampire Spirit. It can't block. It has haste as long as an opponent has 10 life or 10 or less life. And it's got landfall. Whenever a land enters battlefield under your control, you may return blood gas from your graveyard to the battlefield. It's very awesome, I think. Mm -hmm. Like, <laughs> the amount of, like, things that return themselves from the graveyard to the battlefield is auto-included in this deck. Yeah. Just so then you can always make sure you're flipping Liliana. Because getting that, trying you're trying to shoot that emblem up as fast as possible. Oh, yeah. So, once you like, have there's the not emblem. A lot of, yeah, like, there's like that no, emblem. There's no removing that, yeah. That's once an emblem is in play, like normally, like people, you shouldn't consider the the ultimate on Planeswalkers because most of the time you're probably not going to get it. 
But Liliana already also has a huge reanimating ability, so I mean, keeping her around is pretty important. Yeah. But like, getting that emblem where you can just reanimate anything that dies means that board wipes are like the can be the most almost one of the worst things your opponents can do once you get this emblem because all they're doing is making everybody give all their creatures to you minus tokens. Or wait, what's her emblem say? It's whenever a creature dies? Um, whenever a creature dies, return it to the battlefield under your control. Yeah, you'd, I don't think you even get the tokens at that point. No, I don't think so. Um, you get the it, trigger, but the tokens stop existing at that well, point. Well, because it's counting things that hit your graveyard. And tokens hit graveyard and disappear. Yeah. Because they don't have, like, a card base, so they just die. <laughs> they cease to exist. It's like that. It's like, so, like, card, permanent cards, uh, like, creature card that like normally go to the graveyard of things like I imagine those things are like they're like pieces of paper with like ink on them and then like tokens are are pieces of paper with just like the lightest pencil etching and then once it hits the graveyard it, a big old eraser hits it <laughs> it's just gone it's just gone it's like sure it, it was there. there there's still paper there but there's nothing there mm-hmm Kind of an interesting way of thinking about tokens, I think. Is your graveyard just a big eraser, but since most cards have ink, it doesn't work, but tokens are basically just pencil and paper, so... Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's an idea for tokens. We need to do a bunch of hand-drawn pencil-drawing tokens. <laughs> <laughs> uh, weak sauce tokens. Yep. <laughs> So, what do you have for your third one? Oh, for number three, um, I'm looking at my list. I'm trying to think which one I want to mention. I kind of want to... I don't know. I don't want to mention that one yet. Um, I think I have one. I, I'm going to mention this one because I think this one goes into the Liliana deck. Um, but he's also really good at the helm. Mm -hmm. uh, which is Yogmoth Thrawn Physician. Two colorless, two black, legendary creature, human cleric. He's a 2 4 with protection from humans. Pay one life, sacrifice another creature, put a minus one, minus one counter on up to one target creature and draw a card. And then black and black, acti a second activative effect. Discard a card to proliferate. This is one of the few, like, black proliferate cards, if not the only. What do you think, Kayla? Um, I was looking up proliferate cards. He's actually on my list, so I'll have to find a, another one. But, yeah, I like him as a commander. Um, 
I know there's a really It's okay, Turgrid was on my list too, so don't worry oh, about really? it too much. Yeah. <laughs> there's a really interesting combo that goes with the minus one, minus one counter. I'm just trying to remember it. Um, there's Nest of Scarabs. Yeah, I think that was one of them. Um, wherever you put a one one negative one negative one counter on a creature, uh, you create black insects. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I believe. Let uh... me see if I got that correctly. I don't want to mess up card names because I did that last week with Nissa's. Nelia's ordeal when it was supposed to be Thassa's ordeal. (laughs) Okay, uh, let me see if it's up. Uh, It's not Swarm. Um... Sorry, I'm trying to pull it up. Uh, go ahead and keep talking. Um, well, I'm still looking, too. <laughs> I think it was Shadowmore. There were a ton of negative one, negative one counter sort of matters cards. This uh, is true. Oh, there was one incremental blight. Nest of Scarabs was the name of that enchantment. Okay. Uh, it's two colorless, one black. Whenever you put one or more negative one, negative one counters on a creature, create that many one, one black insect creature tokens. Ooh, that's pretty good. So you just like put two minus one, minus one counters on two different things. And then you proliferate, and you've gotten four insects out of it. Mm. Four insects for basic, for not much. And then every time you proliferate, you get even more. Um Okay, this is the one I was looking for, jeez. Um it's called Blowfly Infestation and it's a enchantment, two colorless, one black. Whenever a creature is put into a graveyard from play, if it had a negative one, negative one counter on it, put a negative one, negative one counter on target creature. So then, all those insects you're making with um the the nest there just turns into I kill everything. I mean it's one at a time, but then you pair it with things like Midnight Banshee, which at the beginning of your upkeep put a negative one negative one counter on each non-black creature. So if your opponents aren't playing black, they're in uh, 
Oh, oh, I know what card you're talking about. Oh, well, I know what combo you're looking for. Yeah. I know exactly what you're looking for. I know it because I run it in my Hapatra deck. Because of course I do. It's Nave 1, Nave 1, Counters Matters. Oh, okay. Because it goes along Which with is crumbling. Necroskitter is your combo yeah. card you're wanting to get. I was actually going for Crumbling Ashes. It's an enchantment at the beginning of your upkeep destroyed target creature with a negative one, negative one counter on it. But Necroskitter is really good too. Uh, yeah. It's a colorless black and black elemental wither 1-4. Wither means that if it deals common damage to a creature... It gets a minus one, minus one counter. And it has this effect of whatever creature an opponent controls with a minus one, minus one counter on it dies, you may return that card to the battlefield. So, you just kill all their things with Yawgmoth, with Necro Skitter in play, and you just take all their things with. With also having a nest of scarabs, you play like aristocrats, so then you just start like killing off your own scarabs, then you just drain everybody's life to the out. Man, this deck just seems like it can get out of control very quickly. Yeah. That's great. And of course, if you're running minus one, minus one counters matters decks, you probably should be playing any number of infect cards. Probably all of them. Uh, yeah. isn't there a black card that also gives all your creatures wither? Probably. Let's see. Yeah, it's Corrosive Mentor. Black creatures you control have wither. So every creature you're playing in this deck is black, so you might as well just have that in there. Mm hmm. Oof. This deck just sounds pretty nasty. <laughs> Decaying your creature, opponent's creatures out and then making their life total just disappear. It's so good. Oh, and then there's like Glistening Oil. Enchanted Creature has an effect. Pretty good. And then it gets a minus one, minus one counter on each upkeep, isn't that right? Yeah. Why don't you give us a good read on that? So, so our listeners who maybe don't know about it get an so idea. So it's a blue black aura enchanted creature has infect. At the beginning of your upkeep, put a minus one, minus one counter on enchanted creature. When glistening oil is put into a graveyard from the battlefield, return it to its owner's hand. So basically, you can slowly like kill things off with it, or you can just and with with a nest of scarabs, like this is generating you tokens every time you're recurring it, and since it just goes back to your hand each time. I think this is a pretty solid card. Mm -hmm. 
So that was my number three. What do you got for number four? We did share on that one, but that's fine. We wanted to expand <laughs> on black because both of us like black a lot. So yeah, we'll probably do that with uh, green too because there's a lot of craziness in green. Yeah, there is. Um, the fourth one I'll go with Obnixilis the Fallen. Uh, he is a three colorless, two black, three three demon. With landfall, whenever a land enters battlefield under your control, you may have target player lose three life. If you do, put three plus one plus one counters on Obnix. Interesting. Mono black landfall. That's a little weird. <laughs> yeah, uh, so I... there's a few with landfall. Um, for mono black. Yeah, I just I'm just trying to think of a good deck build where you're playing a lot of lands in mono black. Is where I'm kind of trying to think. Because yeah. I think you have to splurge into the artifact side of things. So this kind of turns into like a weird Voltron artifact deck. Because <laughs> he already just gets really big. So I think you run things like uh, Crucible Worlds uh, so you can recur things. Uh, you get uh, there's a few artifacts out there that let you play an additional land and I think that's what you include into this deck. Mm-hmm. And there's a few like sacrifice lands that do a lot of different things. So I think you include a bunch of those kind of lands. That way you can um you can just keep getting those landfall effects. Um I think one I'm going to mention is Miracle, I think it's called. Hmm. Yeah, Mirror Pool. This is a pretty sweet card. Uh, it's a land. It's a mythic from Oath of Gatewatch. Enters the battlefield tapped. It has three activated abilities. First one being tap, add a colorless to your mana pool. Second being uh, three colorless and tap it. Uh, sacrifice Mirror Pool. Copy target Instant or sorcery spell you control, you may choose new copies for the copy. Choose new targets for the copy, so you can copy an instant or sorcery. Um, also, when I said three colorless, you must pay at least one colorless into this cost. It's one of those mandatory colorless costs. Kind of like how you have a color mandatory, this is a colorless mandatory. The last ability is... Four color it's five colorless with one mandatory colorless. Tap it, sacrifice mirror pool, put a token onto the battlefield that's a copy of target creature you control. So I think you include this with like crucible worlds, and then you get this weird like out like out of color like synergy, I think you'd call this, wouldn't you, Kayla? Yeah. I think it's interesting. 
Yeah, I think you could do a lot of really crazy fun things with Obnixilis at the helm. I really like that idea because I think the old Obnixilis just does not. S it it used to be a pretty big commander. It's that was a that was an old school one too. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> like with Ashling Coke Show, Obnixilis was up there as being one of the bigger black commanders. I think I think that's a fun deck. I don't think you'd see that. You wouldn't. You wouldn't. You'd know what to expect, but I don't think you'd. Un, I don't think you'd know how much of those like land effects they're going to be running deck. Yeah. Uh. So that was what your number four. Yeah. Three. Okay, four. that was your number four. Okay. So we're getting close. Um, I've got two more. Kayla's got one more. And then yep. we're going to be doing a part two to this. Um, just because of our busy schedules, uh, we've we decided to cut this one kind of in half a bit and also do a little bit of a deep dive. I think we're going to do that for the next couple of colors, I think, too. Yeah. We might revisit maybe like blue and white just to give it them a fair chance maybe go over some legends we might have missed yeah that'd be fair um let's see here i i'm trying to think of cards i want to mention but i don't want to take away from you because black cards are just really sweet <laughs> yeah they are like there's so much you can do i mean um, i had a hard time narrowing it down so just Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Um. I think I'm gonna go with Aara, first of Lockthwain. Lockthwain. Yeah. Names. <laughs> um. She is triple black. Um. So no colorless, all black. Three black mana symbols. Legendary creature, elf noble, two three. Whenever Aria 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 <laughs> Me pronouncing this name is horrible because I'm seeing <laughs> Aria and all I can think of is Ara Ara and I Oh no <laughs> <laughs> And it's an elf novel, it's even worse. <laughs> now I wanna see some sort of custom art with that. <laughs> Uh, first of luck, whenever she enters the battlefield, or another black creature enters the battlefield under your control, each opponent loses one life and you gain one life. And she has an activated ability, tap her, to sacrifice another black creature and draw a card. Wow, she is like an Aura. <laughs> Aura girl. <laughs> she, she, she makes a girl sacrifice to her prestige. Wow. So you... So you gain value. Wow. Well, you know you're including the Cauldron Familiar combo oh, with yeah. her. Uh, I think you also throw in Liliana. Man, okay. I gotta mention, I gotta, I wonder if you see this too. So, unlike, like, the other colors where it's just like, oh, this deck just does this, or the, 
Have you noticed, like, every time we've talked about a freaking black deck that almost all the other things could go in it? Like other colors? No, like the other legends we've mentioned already. Like, oh yeah, black yeah. synergizes <laughs> with itself so well. It really does. I love it. Um, it's got a lot of sacticrat effects, which is sacrifice. Um, and of course, it's got a lot of draw power too, because we've mentioned two now with draw powers. I think black is a pretty strong color because, I mean, when we talked about blue and white, like, sure, you could have included them. Like, some of the legends we mentioned, we could include them with the other legends that we had, but, like, these ones just synergize really well. Mm -hmm. And I think that's interesting. Like, there is a few that we mentioned in blue, I think, but not, not many in white. I just wanted to point that out because I, I noticed that we were both mentioning cards that were already mentioned or future mentions because that's interesting because that was something we hadn't really done before. Yeah. Well, I guess going with that too, so the Ayara deck, I think Sir Conrad goes in there too. So oh, yeah. it's Whenever another creature dies or a creature card is put into a graveyard from anywhere other than the battlefield or a creature card leaves your graveyard, Sir Conrad deals one damage to each opponent. Notably, it says whenever a creature card is put into a graveyard from where anywhere and or leaves the graveyard from anywhere. So that includes your opponents, too. Yep. <laughs> so you already doing your thing and you have Sir Conrad in there. It's only really for your deck, but if your opponents are milling themselves to, to like do value like I don't know, any number of soul tie decks that do that, um you're basically punishing them for doing that and also punishing all your opponents because you have a soul tie player on the table. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah, that's I think she's really solid. I think Sir Conrad's mm -hmm. really awesome to go in in the deck too, because obviously she's doing some sort of like you're gonna want to do some creature recursion, so you want a bunch of creatures entering battlefield, culture familiar combo, i.e. that you mentioned. Mm hmm Like anything like that that's easily synergizable, like Blood Gast is also another include. Any of those. Pardon me. Um, reoccurring effects is pretty big. Mm hmm. So there's plenty of those. Really... Yeah, there's so many. There's so many. Probably <laughs> spend here talking for an entire hour about the number of creatures that can enter the battlefield that are in black. <laughs> yeah. From the graveyard. That's Black's thing. Sure is. It's the reanimator color. It's ne it's necromancy. So I mean, I'm not surprised that the dark magic, blood magic, <laughs> right? Magic with cute little demons and imps and all the cute little zombies and 
spirits and horrors and the the pretty little uh uh thralls. cute little thralls thralls yeah cute little thralls <laughs> all right so oh yeah Ask you could also card. just throw black tokens in that build too and that that will be fine uh army of the damned uh i think that's one that should be mentioned and then we'll go into your number five only because my wife played i built this deck it never worked for me i was about to tear it apart my wife's like no let me play it and i was like okay sure plays it the deck liked her better clearly I played two games that didn't do anything. I was about to scrap the deck. She plays it once and just wipes my butt with it. And I was just like, what the heck is going? <laughs> it was like I was playing Arena and the Shuffler hated me again. Um, Army of the Damned, uh, five colorless, triple black. Sorcery, create 13 tapped 2-2 black zombie creature tokens. If you have your commander out and play, that's 13 life from everybody. Ow. <laughs> and then it has flashback, which is two colorless more, so seven colorless and triple black. Do it again. So if you're sitting on a ton of black mana surplus, um, that's basically like 26 life loss that your opponents have to deal with. Oof. If you're able to cast it both times. So you cast it once one turn, then two turns later you cast it again, and boom. That's that's a pretty big game, I think. Mm-hmm. On to number five. What do you got? Um, I'm going with an old school one. It, I actually... Okay, wait. No, it's not banned. I was like, is this card banned in Commander? Um... One of my favorite cards, just nostalgia, is Phage the Untouchable. Um, I'm sure plenty of you guys know what that card is. <laughs> it is a three colorless, four black, four four avatar minion. When Phage the Untouchable enters the battlefield... Oh god, I forgot about that ability. So that can't be your commander. Uh, keep reading. Uh, I'll go into how it can be your commander. <laughs> okay, okay. I was like, damn. <laughs> when Phage the Untouchable enters the battlefield, if you didn't cast it from your hand, you lose the game. Whenever she deals combat damage to a creature, destroy that creature, it can't be regenerated. And whenever... She deals combat damage to a player. That player loses the game. So now I'm curious. Okay. You have a Platinum Angel, yeah? Oh, yeah. So you gotta have Platinum Angel in play to be able to get Phage out. And then um, from there, she can just go to your graveyard. No. Well, no, because um, all you have to do is have Platinum Angel in play. You cast Phage, her EBT happens, 
uh, you're on the stack to lose. If nobody removes your Platinum Angel, um, you don't lose the game because of Platinum Angel's wording. Yeah, that's true. Okay, uh, Platinum okay. Angel is a... Uh, what's the CMC? Or mana value? I think it's seven. Okay, it's... It's a seven. What's what's power toughness? I'm sure you just pulled it up. Uh, I think it's a four four. Do do it's loading. Um yeah, it's a four four uh yep. seven costed uh artifact creature angel. Flying. Uh you can't lose the game and your opponents can't win the game. So yes, you 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 have to include this. <laughs> um, the other thing there isn't there's a few other ways that you can do it. Um, Sundial of the Infinite is another one. Uh, it's two colorless artifact. Um, one colorless. Tap it. End the turn. Activate this ability. Only during your turn. So it ends the turn. So you cast Phage. She enters the battlefield. Her effect goes on the stack. You activate Sundial the Infinite. Ends the turn. You don't lose the game. Because the, the game ends while the effect is on the stack. And the stack gets exiled. Because of the end of turn effect. Yeah, that would work too. Um, And then uh, there's a land that that puts a commander from your commander's zone into your hand. Ooh. Uh, I'm going to pull it up real quick. Give people context here. Uh, da -da 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 -da. uh, command beacon. Oh my gosh, this one is an instant include into the album Nixle stack that you and fall one. Obnixil oh, what Fallen. does it do? Uh, Command Beacon is a land. Uh, it was printed in Commander Legend. It was a replay from one of the other, other Commander sets. Uh, tap it at a colorless. It's a rare. Um, or you can tap it to sacrifice Command Beacon to put your Commander into your hand from the Command Zone. Hmm. And you can include this into your Obnixil's deck and in the phage deck, so then you cast dying, and then also for Obnixilus, because you're already doing landfall things and reoccurring lands, I think this is also an instant include in that deck. I just forgot about it for a moment, so I think that's this is a pretty solid card. Yeah, definitely. Um... I'm trying to remember. I think there might be one. I'm going to double check another land that does that, but I think that might be the. Uh... No, no, it's the only one. But yeah, like, there's a few ways to do phage like that. I think, like, those. There's, there's a few other ways. I just don't remember them off the top of my head, but yes, you can play her as a commander. You just. It's one of those, um, like Lissa. You ha it's a tricky build. Like mm -hmm. you have to, you have to crack it. But once you do, it's it's good. Yeah. 
And of course, it's just a black deck, so you're doing other black things probably in the meantime while you're trying to get the things up for Phage. So there's probably a bunch of like controlly spells you're doing. So, which black is notorious for killing creatures. It's <laughs> like the color that does that the most. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so you're doing any number of those just to make sure you don't die before you cast Phage. So, yeah, I'm glad you brought that one up because that one is a tricky one for people to play, so. Yeah, definitely. I just love that card. Um, Super cool. It is. All right. Um, so I should go on to my number five then? Yeah. Give me a second here. I'm pulling her up. I'm going to mention another Mirage legendary creature. Oh, jeez. And I like this old art. Again, I... I blame this art for them making all the cat. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Oh, I, have a I know gripe. which card. <laughs> I have a gripe, and I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure everybody, those of you who are listening to us, don't know about this. But every time I think about cat people, I always find it really odd that they have two breasts. I don't know why. <laughs> I always think it should be six because cats have like, you know, six nibbles. I'm just like, well, why wouldn't they have six? Why do they only have two? <laughs> I don't know why it bothers me, but it does. Ignore me. That's just something that bugs me. <laughs> That's um, fair. Anyway, I love the old art because she's like a puma. Her faces. It's really well drawn. That's by my favorite um, artist. Really? I didn't know John oh. Matson was your favorite. Oh, maybe um, we're thinking of two different cards then. Oh, yeah, I'm thinking of a uh, Perja of Urborg. Oh. No, I was thinking of Miri. <laughs> ah. No, I'm That's talking about why a different we were confused. cat. Yeah. That makes <laughs> You'll talk about Miri, I'm sure next time. Oh yeah. <laughs> um Perja of Urborg. Uh three colors, double black, legendary cat warrior. Two three. First strike when attacking. Another one of those weird first strikers. <laughs> um also has this activated ability black. Put a one-one counter on her. Use this ability only if you've successfully cast a black spell and only once for each spell. So whenever you cast a black spell, you may pay black if you do put a 1-1 counter on her. <laughs> um, so 
even if your spell gets countered, you can still put a counter on it because it's still casted into the stack. Because that's mm-hmm. the cast trigger. So her effect immediately goes on the stack. Opponent, um, If an opponent goes to counter your spell, you can still get her activate ability to go off. And since you're playing a mono black deck, I don't know how many black cards you're going to play. Uh, probably a bunch. Probably a bunch mm-hmm. of cantrips, just so then she can just pump herself really big. She's a big old swole cat. <laughs> yeah, with that first strike, that gets nasty. Yeah. I don't know about you, but like, if you look at her arms, she is buff. <laughs> She's strong. She is. She is very strong. Like her torso, um, she's like she's very muscular, and I love the art. I love some of this old style art, and this is like this is some of like the best art. Sometimes when you look at old art, it's so good. This is an example of a beautiful picture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that old art it it hits different. Yeah. It's it's a great card too. Um it's a little expensive for commander like trying to get a 5 cost out pretty fast is a little tricky. But like obviously you're playing a bunch of low cost spells, maybe a bunch of like reoccurring things that you can um like the um uh, names of cards sometimes are hard. <laughs> um sorry uh let me pull it up uh sanctorum skeleton it's a one drop uh black creature skeleton one two it has an activated ability to call us one black or turn it from your graveyard to your hand so you can keep casting it so you want things like this that keep recasting so you can keep using her ability. And of course you want some sort of sack outlet so you can keep sacking it and keep casting it. So I don't know mm-hmm. which is of and cauldron familiar, i.e. insert any number of reoccurring creatures with sack outlet. Because <laughs> I don't even think you need draw power, you just need a way to recast keep recasting things so just a sack outlet and maybe a bit of mana base mm-hmm. so but not hard mana base but you just want like a decent mana base to get going and then you should be pretty set if you build your deck correctly so probably run grave pact because you're wanting to sack your things to recur it so your opponents get vulnerable because they can't keep creature base and then you kill them with the commander. Pretty easy build, I think. Yeah. So, and there's a bunch of, like, other enchantments that do the Grave Pact effect. That's just the one that's just... It's iconic. It's old school. We don't mention yeah. new cards that do the same thing. I mean, there's probably a few that do better things, but like, it's nostalgia for me. Like, 
back in Commander in the earlier days, that was something that was played. We didn't have the newer things. And just mm-hmm. now having more options for things is nice. I just remember back in the day when it's so like deck builds really had to be interesting because there wasn't a lot at the time. And now there's like, well, there's like four cards with the same effect nowadays. Well, there's now like six cards with the same effect versus the back in the day where, well, there's like maybe one <laughs> or none. Which I think is good and bad for the format. Uh, I think it's good because that means you can have more solid builds. What's I think it's kind of bad because then people aren't adventurous as much because they're playing very specific builds without splurging too much. Yeah. And then if you go into like CD, CEDH level, um, there's you follow a thematic build, which is like a quarter of your deck with that goes in theme with your commander and then the rest of it's pretty much whatever is big black meta cards basically or whatever meta and the colors you have so i think we're having fun with this color um i'm enjoying it so far how are you feeling about it um i love black (laughs) it's my favorite color to run so um, I, I think we're not even, we're about, we're halfway done. We're calling it good probably for today. Um, but I can already tell you, um, like the other two colors, I am seeing that, that notorious trend of, well, black has a very systematic synergy with itself, mm-hmm. which is interesting. I think that's like actually one of the big things is it's a very big, like kind of sack outlet well, also, like, you having to lose resource to gain resource is another thing I've been noticing. So it's just, like, sacrifice for a greater good almost feels like what it is. what it is. Mm-hmm. Which I feel like, um, if you compare it to, like, white, which is very, like, for the most time, it's, like, controlling or, like, you know pretty wholesome while black is like i have i just i del i sacrifice more to gain my power versus white that's just like i'm just gonna sit here and make sure no one else can have fun and police you all to death or blue that just controls you out of the game white has all those like rules rule effects you know like rule line you know Black doesn't mm-hmm. really have like restrictive effects like that as much. No, not really. It just it's like it's like either it's sacking things or making you discard or just saying straight up, uh no, that's dead for most of the time. Well Which I guess we'll the... have... Yeah. Oh, go ahead. We'll have <laughs> well, No no you go. Because I think we'll we're both see. about to do the yeah. closing. <laughs> We'll have to see what next time has and see if we continue with that trend. I think we'll probably will. I still have five on my list that we didn't touch, so. hmm <laughs> So, uh, this has been Chris. This is Kayla. And we will see you next week for part two see of Ebony Not Ivory. We'll see you then. Bye. Boy.